pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down for you this eight-game NBA slate. It's actually a pretty good one today. I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, it's just a small amount of games, not like too many, right? Eight's like the sweet spot. Uh, between uh, six and eight is like the amount that I like where we can break it down enough where uh, it doesn't feel too overwhelming. So uh, let's get started. I think this one's great, and uh, we'll talk about the first game. The first one we got on tap is the... Golden State Warriors and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, just to talk about this, the the Warriors side of the ball a little bit. Uh, Warriors are going to be without Steph Curry in this game, so that is definitely going to be uh, you know something that we we are going to have to uh, take note of while building our lineups. That's really important. Other guys out in the Golden State side, uh, Patrick McCall, uh, Iguodala is questionable. We also have Draymond Green, who uh, is probable, I believe, to play. It's just questionable, but he's been upgraded to probable. So uh, assuming he's playing in this game, and then Zaza Pachulia, he aggravated uh, his, his injury before. He's been upgraded to questionable, so uh, we'll see what happens with him in this affair. Uh, should be a good one, though. This uh, game, last time out, I believe the Pistons won the game. Uh, so, I mean, uh, the Warriors might, might want to be out for some vengeance. You know, they don't want to let a team beat them twice uh, in one season like that. So, uh, definitely have to uh, like some Warriors, though, here, right there. It's a 212 total all around. Uh, Warriors are only are five-point road favorites right now. So, uh, you know, looking at the salaries... On Fantasy Draft, and this show is sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Uh, head on over there, guys, and join some contests. Uh, it's 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 always great to play over there. You can play uh, tons of centers, tons of guards, and kind of avoid uh, maybe like the small forward position or like shooting guard, which is not always a fun roster. Uh, so head on over there, and you guys can uh, you know play that. But uh, yeah, looking at this, looking at the Warriors side of the ball, uh, Kevin Durant, right? Uh, he he's going to be a nice beneficiary. I mean, you'd wish Draymond Green would be out without Curry, because like like we said the other day, I mean, he was just a lock uh, with no Draymond Green the other day and he absolutely smashed so uh Kevin Durant eh, he's gonna be really interesting on this late without Steph Curry uh Draymond Green too I think he's another guy that you have to be considering here right for uh only 14.4k uh the kind of stuff that he can do in, in this matchup I think he's a really really interesting option the guy I'm probably not gonna go back to is Clay Thompson I played him last uh Played him last slate, and that was on uh, FanDuel specifically because I was forced to roster two shooting guards, which is really annoying. <laughs> Again, more reasons like fantasy draft, but uh, and he kind of just fit the last spot. I knew I was getting his raw points, and I knew there were arguments for uh, you know not not playing Clay Thompson because of uh, you know he's better when he's got a, a you know ball handle there. He can't create his own shot, like blah blah blah, all that stuff uh, that we hear over and over. And I'm just not going to pay 15-2 without Curry here in this spot. I think it makes no sense. So. Uh, for me, on a site like Fantasy Draft, uh, I think I'm just keeping it to like a Durant and Draymond Green. Those are the two guys I'm going to uh, hone in on. And obviously the Iguodala news, if he ends up being out, uh, I mean, he's just questionable though. And it says uh, he's listed as probable. So uh, yeah, I'm expecting that he plays. So 
Even Iguodala, I think, is interesting, right? When Curry's out, like, uh, people forget that, like, uh, you know, th there's there's reasons to have uh, him as, like, more of a ball handler, right? Like, times when Curry's maybe with the second unit handling the ball, that's times when uh, Iguodala gets a usage bump, right? So I, I think Iguodala is interesting, too. Could be a nice little value on this slate. But uh, for me, uh, you know, I'm just keeping it kind of uh, simple, like Durant and Draymond, uh, just kind of seeing what else, uh, you know, if any other value opens up with these guys, uh, you know, if like a Zaza comes out, maybe that gives Jordan Bell a couple of minutes here and there, stuff like that. But I'm really just going to try and keep it simple between the Warriors with KD and Draymond Green in this spot. Let's move on to the Pistons side of the ball. And let's talk about some of these guys. I mean, Andre Drummond has been really, really impressive this year. Uh, it's been incredible after he got that, uh, you know, sinus uh, surgery done to himself. That definitely has helped his breathing, just helped him become a better player, I feel like. Uh, probably not the only reason, but it's definitely been helpful. Uh, but I think he's uh, he's not a terrible player. He's just really expensive, right? That's kind of the issue I have with Andre Drummond here. Uh, if you look at his price tag on Fantasy Draft, 17.1K. I know he's good. I know he can have big games. Like, he's shown that upside. He's shown that steal upside. I saw a stat the other day, uh, you know, watching a game, and it said, like, Andre Drummond, I think, has, like, more steals than, like, maybe even, like, Giannis since I forget what year it was. Uh, but it's, it's pretty crazy, like, just how many steals this guy has. If you look it up, you, you'd, be, you'd be surprised how many steals he has compared to uh, some other players in the league. But the steal upside is pretty insane with him, but I just don't know if I really want to pay this price tag of 17.1K. Uh, I, I get it. Uh, I get he's a good player and all. I just don't know if I feel like uh, paying that price tag today, especially when there's already a center I think I'm going to be paying up for. Uh, you know, we'll get to him. And I don't know if I'm just, I, I get it. I'm fancy drafting and pay up for two guys, but uh, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like I'm gonna. he's going to fit uh, fit the bill for me today. But I get it. He's, uh, you know, where you can get him cheap, I think that's fine. Just feels a little little pricey over on Fantasy Draft. So for me, I am just think I'm going to pass on Drummond here. It's interesting because, like, I really do want to get exposure to uh, some Pistons, right? Because they're going up against Golden State Warriors. Fast tempo team, it makes a ton of sense. So, like, the question is, which, which guys do we get exposure to? So... Uh, I think Tobias Harris is a really interesting option that, you know, you can get exposure to just, uh, you know, fits these fast paced games definitely fit him. And, uh, you know, depending on his price tag throughout the industry, uh, you know, if you can get him for cheap, that's where his upside is going to be. Uh, Tobias Harris is 12.7K. I don't, you know, I don't mind that price tag. I still think there's some upside there, but he is a guy that can, you know, get you like 45 fantasy points. So uh, in this type of game environment, I don't mind him. I think he's not a bad play. Uh, Avery Bradley, I'm assuming he's going to be chasing Clay Thompson around all game, and I don't know. I don't. He didn't look good the other day, just shooting some terrible shots. So I think I'm staying away from Avery Bradley. I know 10.3k looks pretty appealing, uh, kind of cheap for him, and uh, you know in this fast-paced game, uh, could you know obviously could get a uh, you know some a bunch of steals, you know just like transition points. This is you know a good 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 game environment for him. But uh, I don't know. I'm just worried about the way he's been shooting recently, and on top of that. You know, I just think he's going to be chasing Clay all game around. If he's chasing Clay all game, that that just, you know, I don't want to take a guy who's focusing on just running around all game because then he's tired on the defensive end of the floor. I get he's a professional athlete, but that can probably uh, wear you out a little bit. Uh, I do think that a uh, pretty interesting option is Reggie Jackson, uh, just for the upside that we can see for him. Uh, I don't know if Quinn, I don't know if Quinn Cook is going, I mean, I don't believe he's going to be on him. I believe Sean Lemmison will be, uh, you know, will be in there but if Quinn Cook's in there too I mean like Reggie Jackson could absolutely eat him up he's a guy that's just really cheap uh that could absolutely uh tear him up I mean 11.4k 
uh, has shown upside to hit 40 fantasy points. He gets you consistently like last two games, right? 32 minutes and 33. The games before that, it was 29 minutes, 25, 21. So uh, maybe he's earning the coaches trust a little bit more. And uh, maybe SVG is going to run him out there a little longer. So I think Reggie Jackson's a really interesting tournament play. He's never a guy I love playing in cash games, but I think he's got the tournament upside here. And he's a... He's another guy on the Pistons side of the ball. I think he can take a, you know, take a shot on in tournaments. That's it for that game. Again, uh, 212 total, and it's uh, normally a game you that uh, I feel like I want to get a lot of exposure to, but I don't think that's going to happen on this slate. And it's weird seeing the Warriors in only a 212 uh, total. But let's move on to the next game, which is a pretty appealing game. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers, a 218.5 team total. Let's talk about the Cavs side of the ball a little bit. Cleveland has looked really good this year. I believe they're on like a, I don't know if it's 12 or 13 game win streak. They've won a lot of games in a row though. They're in the double digits now. So uh, very impressive what Cleveland's been doing. Just been very good on the defensive end actually. Very good on the offensive end. Just everything they've been doing has been so, so impressive. So have to like LeBron James here in this spot. And against Indiana, should be an up and down game. Uh, you know, Vegas agrees with that. And, uh, you know, kind of close too, right? Only a 3.5 or 4.5 difference in the spread. So I uh, have to like LeBron James here in this spot, especially, you know, when him playing point. Just the question is, can you pay up for him, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to tell you now, I'm probably paying for Boogie. So I don't know if I can afford DeMarcus Cousins and LeBron James. Uh, you know, it just kind of depends on what value opens up and how it, how it goes uh, building teams. I also think there's some mid-range guys that I really like. So uh, it's going to be tough for me to be able to then get LeBron. And again, the, the guy I'm like prioritizing probably today is DeMarcus Cousins. So it's going to be kind of tough for me to uh, get LeBron, right? I also don't play like, you know, 150 lineups or anything like that. I think I'm just prioritizing Boogie and calling it a day, but there's reasons to like LeBron here. And if you're playing LeBron, you know, I don't mind playing a Kevin Love here in this spot. I think he's a fine play. You can even correlate. Uh, I don't hate going J.R. Smith here. I know it's not the sexiest option, but but there's reasons to like J.R. Smith. I mean, uh he's really cheap right uh has tournament winning upside these are like the type of games that fit him fast pace up and down uh he, and he's really streaky only tournaments only i get it but super cheap can fit your game stack really well iman chumpert's out been getting a healthy amount of minutes i really don't hate it if you're going to game stack this right say you want to throw in lebron you want to throw in oladipo who uh you know is a good play too as well uh i mean i don't hate throwing jr smith in there in the game stack just to kind of help uh, it gets you some salary relief. Uh, it's he he can, if he gets hot from downtown. I mean, he can definitely get it going. So, I don't hate him here in this spot. Again, not my favorite type of value play, but if you're going to game stack uh, the Cavs with the other team, I never hate doing Jr. Smith for cheap. Uh, I just because if he gets hot from downtown, obviously correlates well with LeBron because it'll be probably tons of passes from him. And just on top of that, uh, it's just really good salary relief. And when that guy gets going, uh, he'll definitely pay off his salary. It's just question is, will he hit his shots? All right, moving on to the Pacers side of the ball. Uh, you know, Oladipo has been incredible. 16.3K, I mean, what a time to be alive. I can't believe that he cost this much, but he has been so good this season. And uh, I'm not going to pay the price tag. There's just other guards I like that we'll get to, and I think he's a fine play. And if you're game stacking, like, you need to be playing Oladipo here. That's my personal opinion. You should definitely uh, get him in there. He's just too good to not be playing, uh, and he's just clearly running this offense He's tough to stop, and uh, in this type of game against Cleveland, I think he's a great play, obviously. I also don't hate Darren Collison. I mean, he's definitely in a decent spot, too. And he's a cheaper way to get exposure to this offense. Uh, both of them are like the ball handlers. It's between Collison and Oladipo. Oladipo is obviously the main ball handler, but Collison 
you know, still gets enough touches on the ball, and he's a guy that, uh, you know, if he gets going, he'll just keep shooting over and over. So if he can get hot, if you want cheap exposure to this offense, 11.6K, I, I think Darren Collison is a fine route to go. I don't hate doing that. Miles Turner is questionable for this game. So uh, let me just see if there's anything updated. Nope, still questionable. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be playing him no matter what, but. You know, if he doesn't play, that's going to put into play Sabonis for us. Remember, remember Sabonis week? This was like maybe a month ago. I forget how long ago it was. Sometime earlier in the season, though. Uh, but Sabonis uh, was a really good play, and he was really cheap then, too. But now he's 11.3K. Uh, priced up, but I still think we can go with Sabonis here if Miles Turner is out. The the Cavs really, you know, we saw this the other day. The Cavs, they just don't have a big man that can, like, really stop anyone. I mean, we're not scared of Kevin Love on defense. And like Zach Randolph absolutely bullied them last uh, last time out. Had like 50 fantasy points. Not saying uh, not saying it's going to happen. You know, Sabonis is going to go for 50 or something like that. But I could see Sabonis having a pretty good game if there's no Miles Turner and just making him a really interesting value here in this spot. Also Thaddeus Young too, right? If we're not going to have Miles Turner, that's going to give him a minor boost. Uh, 12.3K just uh, makes him a little more secure, and he's just. I mean, he gives him a little bit more upside. I mean, he's someone that just is kind of, uh, I, I know Dean and uh, Cards joked about on the flagship show the other day, you know, uh, what's that he's going to do today? They were like, oh, I'll get you between 28 and 30 fantasy points. What do you get? 28.75. I mean, just really funny. He's just like super consistent. And uh, if there's no Miles Turner, that's definitely a, a minor bump to him, obviously. I think it's pretty interesting here, Thaddeus Young. Like, just just be on the lookout for that news. There, there's tons of uh, ways to get exposure to this Pacer side of the ball. Even Bojan Bogdanovic too. I mean, he's been cheap cheap throughout the industry where you can get him. I mean, 10.1k. I probably don't want to pay that for him on fantasy draft, but where you can get him cheap, like uh, on maybe like a Fanduel where you have to roster two small forwards, and if you don't like the position and looking for salary relief, I don't hate going him there. Uh, again, I think there's good reasons to get exposure to this pacer side of the ball, especially if there's no Miles Turner. It's not like it just gives like a significant bump to one person, but it, all around, it just is going to uh, spread some peripherals around and some extra shots to everyone. It's just gonna, everyone's going to have to work together to kind of, uh, you know, put put put, put, the, put everything together basically and uh, try and keep the game close. So if there's no Miles Turner, I think that gives a small bump to a lot of these different pacers guys, and I like getting exposure to some of them. Let's move on to the next one, though. We got the Denver Nuggets and the Orlando Magic. 219 team total. Uh, this this one looks like it's going to be close uh, in Orlando, too. I mean, I'm pretty interested, right? The Denver Nuggets, they are just a team that, man, they have, like, not a lot of bodies left. It's definitely a huge issue over there in Denver. I'm assuming uh, Wilson Chandler, he played last game, and I'll pull up his game log just to see what his minutes were real quick. Uh, his minutes were 24. So uh, Wilson Chandler is a guy that we should be looking at in tournaments. He's super cheap around the industry. And with all these injuries, I mean, there's definitely some uh, some upside here, right? This is a guy that we've seen in the past. And even this season, right? 36.75 fantasy points, 33.75. He's flashed that upside. He's a guy that's gotten 50 fantasy points before. Like he just has upside at this price. And in this matchup, really up and down game. I mean, th this makes some sense for Wilson Chandler here. Uh, not, not saying it's something I'm definitely going to be uh, all over, but I think it's worth a shot in tournaments and a little risky and uh, wouldn't be doing it in cash games, but tournaments, I think it makes some sense. Looking at the... Uh, uh, Will Barton on the Nuggets side of the ball. Uh, he's a great play, 12.7K. Him and Gary Harris both, they just eat up so many minutes right now. It's just these are two guys that you should definitely be loading up in your lineups. You know, if you're building a script, make sure you script in some Gary Harris. Uh, make sure you script in some Will Barton. Here's just the last four games for Gary Harris 40 minutes, 34, uh, 42 minutes, and 37 minutes. And the fantasy points are 38.75, 37.75, 32, and 39.25. 
I mean, just a really, really consistent and great play. Uh, in this fast-paced game, expect to be close. I mean, you have to like Gary Harris here. It's funny, I played Clay Thompson the other day, and I probably should have just played Gary Harris for 200 less. And it would have ended up giving me uh, Zach Randolph instead of Taj Gibson. And Taj Gibson was a great play, but I would have been able to get Zebo, And that would have been like the difference between uh, some more money. And I saw Big T actually had the, the similar lineup, but he had swapped to that one. And I saw that and I was like, man, that's a pretty sharp team. I wish I would have swapped over to that instead. So uh, props to him for uh, having that pretty good team. But uh, yeah, I mean, Gary Harris, we just cannot be uh, sleeping on what he's been doing. The other guy I like too is Will Barton, who, uh, you know, he's... I don't know if he's the, he's not the opposite of Gary Harris, but he's definitely the, uh, I don't know, he's like his, uh, he's like his counterpart, right? Opposite. Like what he does is he's got a wide range of outcomes. He's not super consistent, uh, but he has more upside. So if you're looking for a higher ceiling, uh, Will Barton's your guy, right? Gary Harris seems like the cash game guy and Will Barton is the more of the tournament guy. But again, I mean, I think this game fits Will Barton really well. I mean, these fast-paced games where no defense is played, I mean, this is, this is Will Barton's bread and butter. This is where he thrives. So and here's the last four games, uh, 35 minutes, 28 minutes, 41 minutes, 34 minutes, and then fantasy points were 28.25, 46, 34.5, and 51.5. I mean, uh, Will Barton just has a ton of upside here. I, he's another guard I want to get exposure to. It's like when you're building your scripts or making your lineups, say you're making 10 lineups, I want to make sure I have, you know, I'm a little bit overweight on Will Barton and Gary Harris. Let's say they're, uh, you know, Let's just say they're 20%. Uh, I don't know what they're going to be on this slate, but let's say they're 20%. I want to make sure I'm at like 30%. I'm just enough over the field. I mean, I'd probably rather be double uh, over the field just because I think they're really good plays. But again, it's, you know, uh, I'm not sitting here building a script and checking and, you know, seeing which guys are, you know, I want to put in and which one I want to put out. But uh, just trying to stress how much I would want to be overweight on the field with Will Barton and Gary Harris. And I think they're good cash game plays as well. I'm curious who's going to be on Vucevic. Uh, we know he's someone you can target on the uh, defensive end. He's not not someone that likes to play defense. So uh, who do we go with, right? Do we go with Fareed? I mean, he's only 9.9K over here on Fantasy Draft. He's been pretty good, uh, you know, showing some upside. Uh, you know, not 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 the massive upside that he showed that one game. I believe that he had that massive game a while ago, but. Uh, I mean, he's getting consistent minutes, 23, 27, 26. They're kind of mixing it up with him and Plumley. Plumley's minutes have been, I'll pull him up now. Plumley's minutes are at, yeah, 22, 19, 30, 20. So they're just really mixing these two guys in at the center slot. They're not really playing them a ton together especially with Wilson Chandler back, that's obviously going to uh, kind of, you know, mess up the opportunity to have like the double bigs going. And I don't expect them to be going double bigs a ton. So it's kind of like take your pick between these two. So I don't know. The more I think about it, I think it's more of a Fareed spot. Like, Plumley just hasn't been as good. Uh, you know, a lot of whining about the, uh, complaining about the team and stuff. And Fareed's just been a lot better, and Fareed's been getting more of the minutes. So uh, I think I'm going to side with Fareed. And uh, just, you know, I think he's a guy you want to get exposure to in tournaments. And for his price tag, he can definitely, uh, you know, have some pretty, uh, pretty big games. Last guy to talk about, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's been really good. He's a pretty good usage bump. Uh, and I mean, you know, he's had good games. Uh, it's, it's, and he's also had some duds. That's been pro- part of the problem. The last three games, I'll read them, or ra- last four games, I'll read it off to you. 22 minutes, 27.75 fantasy points. 28 minutes, tw- uh, 28 fantasy points. 33 minutes, 44.5. 30 minutes, then 10.5. I mean, the, the, the range of outcomes of Jamal Murray have been very, very frustrating. Uh, and I mean, only getting 22 minutes against the Pelicans is, was pretty frustrating too, right? If I saw those minutes at like, you know, 30, I'd be happier, maybe like at, even at 28, but just seeing him at 22 is kind of frustrating. But for 10.9K, I mean, he's another guy I think you can get exposure to. I mean, most of these nuggets are just super interesting with 
Uh, all the injuries that they have. Uh, Jamal Murray is another value play that uh, I think uh, at the point guard spot, I think he can get exploded to, has enough of a ceiling, and uh, definitely cash game viable to Adam and Cash the other day. And I think he's a, he's a pretty good option on this slate. Let's talk about the uh, Magic side of the ball for a little bit, though. Uh, this team's dealing with some injuries. There's going to be no uh, Evan Fournier. He looks like he's going to be out. So, uh, you know, that, that that's definitely uh, definitely going to help some of these guys out, like Jonathan Simmons, uh, Aaron Aflalo. Like, they're, they're going to make sure that they're definitely going to be in the starting lineup for sure. Their spots are pretty secure, with especially with no Ross or no Fournier. Uh, the question is, who's going to be the main beneficiary from all this? I really think it's Alfred Payton, right? Just um, maybe gives him some more usage, more opportunities to chuck up the ball, and he's just still really cheap. Only 12K on Fantasy Draft. I mean, uh, I don't know. If you listen to if you listen to a bunch of my podcasts, it sounds like I talk about Alfred Payton all the time, but he's one of those guys I feel like when you just like build teams, you should, on most nights, especially nights where he's just like, you know, underpriced. I mean, if he's if he's overpriced or expensive, that's fine. I don't mind fading him because of the duds that he can put up. But when he's underpriced, he can just have massive ceiling games. And if he's underpriced, you want to be on him. Like, so I would at least want to be a little overweight on the field if you're building a bunch of teams. But I think for 12K, Alfred Bainton is a fine play. Uh, I, I hate trying to recommend him in cash because he's one of the most frustrating dudes in the industry. But I think it depends on how your rosters uh, shake out. Like, uh, I I don't mind rostering Alfred Payton in cash when like uh, the lineup all fits correctly and uh, the last spot is like Alfred Payton and I feel like I'm getting like him for really cheap and a good matchup. Now that's kind of how I like roster Alfred Payton in cash. I never start with it. It kind of like end with it. So uh, I don't mind him here in this spot. I think he's a guy that you can go to and I think he's got great tournament upside. So I'll play him for sure. Uh, you know, Aaron Gordon, man, uh, he, he's a good player. He's been so talented this year and really just has has immense upside. I mean, we've seen it throughout the year, but uh, in this matchup against Denver, I think I'm going to end up passing, but I, I get if you want to play him for 15.5K. I think he's a fine play, but probably not a play for me today, at least at the moment. And then Vucevic, he's 15.9K. I don't I don't mind paying up for him. Uh, he just has, he can show so much upside. And uh, yeah, the last game against Atlanta, he had 61.5 fantasy points. If you saw, I tweeted it out on Twitter. It was uh, it was Star Wars night at the, uh, at the Orlando game, and he came in with his Darth Vader shirt on. He's a big Star Wars geek, so... Uh, maybe on opening night, uh, you know, Thursday, uh, you know, he'll be so excited for the uh, watching the watching the Star Wars movie that he'll uh, get up for that game. And but uh, maybe on the, the next Friday coming up, maybe he'll be, uh, you know, he'll be so tired from staying out late watching the uh, watching the Star Wars movies. Because uh, I'm sure he'll be there opening night because he seems like a huge fan. But uh, I thought that was really funny the other day. But I mean, he's just in a really good spot here against the Denver team. He doesn't have a ton of bigs that can really cover him. I mean, we know Mason Plumlee is a, a horrific defender. Uh, if we can get him in there against Vucevic, I mean, that could be gold. Uh, so I think Vucevic's in a good spot here. Uh, I don't mind getting exposure to him. This is a good spot to game stack too, right? Uh, there's not too many guys. Like, they're all in the mid-tier or, like, a little less. So it's not like you're paying up for someone. You can definitely game stack this one up. So don't hate doing that too on this slate. It's a good total game, uh, 219, and it's projected to be close. So, uh, you know, obviously opportunities for some overtime. So don't hate the game stack. I think it's a good spot to do it. And we're only three games in. I know it took a while to uh, do those, but there are some pretty good games. We got some games that we can kind of check off here coming up. And this isn't one we're going to totally check off, but it's the Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets, uh, 203 total. Uh, when I say check them off, I mean X them out. Like, there's just some teams that I just never really play throughout the industry. And one of them is the Chicago Bulls. Like, uh, you know, if they end up doing really well and you know, so be it, then there's some spots where, like, against, like, the Phoenix Suns, 
obviously we should load up on them, right? When they're playing the team like the Suns or the team like the Nets. But uh, against a team like the Hornets, I'm not so interested in them here in this spot. Uh, projected as uh, nine-point underdogs, I just don't think we need to be playing the Bulls here. They're also gaining some players. Uh, you know, they're going to get Miritich back soon. And once they get Zach Levine, I mean, this is just going to be a, an absolute mess. So I'm staying away from the Bulls here in this spot. I don't think it's necessary to play any of them on this slate. Moving on to the Hornet side of the ball, I mean, Dwight Howard, he's been seeing like an incredible amount of usage that like you just weren't expecting at the start of this year. Uh, and I, I think one people weren't expecting this is just because Dwight Howard is this guy that uh, has been so terrible recently uh, in like the past couple of years and just coming kind of like a joke right out of like uh, organizations. But uh, he's with Steve Clifford, his old head coach, right? And I, I kind of say this whenever I do podcasts, I like to stress it. Like he's in a, a situation where uh, Steve Clifford was with the Magic. Like, like he likes Steve Clifford. They're, they're, you know, he knows how to use him. He uses him the old style way. Like, uh, you know, I know we're in this like run and gun type of basketball, but you know, the the Steve Clifford knows to make sure to get Dwight Howard the ball and use him and stuff. It's not like he's just getting phased out for a guy like James Harden or something. Again, I know they have a talented player in Kemba Walker. But, uh, you know, they're, they're making sure to use Dwight Howard. And at 13.3K, I mean, he should absolutely eat up the Bulls here. So I don't hate him at this price tag, especially on a site like Finish Draft where you can roast tons of centers. I think he's a fine option here. I think he's safe. And he's got some upside in him. Uh, not a ton, right? We don't ever see that. Uh, you know, the upside for him is what? He's got to get, like, you know, at least a 2020 game and get, like, a bunch of blocks in there. So that that's the one issue with him. Uh, you know, he can get you 50-point games here and there, but... Yeah, I think Dwight Howard is a fine play. I worry about the pace, though. Uh, you know, it's, it's against a slower pace team, so less opportunities, but could be more, you know, better for him. Could benefit Dwight's game a little better because he gets more back-to-the-basket opportunities and could just absolutely eat it up. Again, I think he's a fine play, but not someone I'm going crazy over. Uh, Kemba Walker, too. I don't, I don't mind getting exposure to him. Uh, or Nick Batum for 12.3K, where, where you can basically get him cheap throughout the industry. He's better with Kemba Walker. Uh, with Kemba back, really just helps him helps him out so I, I really think that where you can get nick batum for cheap i don't mind playing him uh, at 12.3k i don't know i'd rather just play will barton or gary harris that's kind of like the thing on fantasy draft i'd rather find that 500 or 400 extra dollars to just play those two but uh you know where you can get him cheap throughout the industry i don't hate getting expo exposure to him but not a game i love let's go on to the next game and this game is one that i absolutely love i mean one we're going to want to get exposure to and i never say this about a team like the sacramento kings but it's the sacramento kings and the new orleans pelicans uh kings are dealing with some injury issues and they're not a team that i'm all you know want to roster a ton not a team i'm just uh, ever really interested in rostering but there's reason to have interest with the the injury situations that they have willie Cully stein is out uh, Scala BCA, it looks like he, I think he got, yeah, he got sent to the G League. That's what it was. So, you know, without Scala, you know, we get Jakar Sampson. has been a really interesting value play where you can get him cheap. I, I think you have to consider him. The, 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 I know he had a good game the other day, 28 fantasy points. And uh, I don't know if he's going to become chalky because of that and because he's cheap. But the coach basically said, like, Jakar Sampson can, you know, basically play, like, the three, play the four. Like, he can just play in a bunch of different spots for this team. So they're definitely interested in having Jakar Sampson in there a lot. They had him guarding LeBron all game long. It's obvious if you're able to, you know, if they trust you to guard LeBron, they, they trust you to guard anyone. So... Uh, obviously he's not going to guard a guy like Boogie, but I mean, they're, they're, gonna, they're just, they're just going to have a lot of faith in Jakar Sampson. He's going to get like 25 minutes a night. It seems like, I just think we have to have interest in him. He can dud. He's not a fantasy point per minute kind of guy. Uh, he's definitely not the easiest guy to roster, but I think he's a value play with all the injuries they're having. You have to be considering 
Uh, I don't hate Zach Randolph too. I think he's a fine play. Uh, he's getting priced up a little bit more, but he's for the you know the upside he has uh, in a spot against Boogie where they're going to need him a ton. I think Zach Randolph is certainly in play, and we have to be considering him. Another guy to consider too that uh, you know maybe as a deep tournament flyer. Uh, you know, let's say Zach Randolph gets in foul trouble, right? What about Costa Kufis? Hear me out. Not not the biggest fan of rostering Kings and like deep dart throws like this, but the idea of Costa Kufis is like. Uh, if he get, if if Zebo gets in foul trouble early, Zach Randolph, right? If he gets in foul trouble, they're gonna need Kufus. They they need him in there, uh, so his body's gonna be needed. And he's 16 minutes last game against Cleveland uh, with no Scal, with no Willie Cauley Stein. Like there's reasons for him to you know be in this game, and I don't expect them to be wanting to put uh, Papa Giannis. Uh, you know he got called up. I don't expect them to be putting him. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't expecting them to be putting Papa Giannis on uh you know on boogie cousins that just sounds like a crazy task so they'd rather put the uh, savvy veteran on him so i don't hate it uh again total deep tournament flyer like if you're playing like a, it's one of those like one in 150 uh, lineup type of plays not a guy i love a lot but just just kind of throwing it out there he might have to play some minutes uh talking about some of these other guys like the guards there's just really no one i have interest in because there's no injuries right i kind of only play the kings when there's injury situations so other than that, let's move on, though. Let's go to the New Orleans side of the ball where, uh, you know, no Anthony Davis, it looks like. Uh, he is uh, still questionable for Friday. I'm just assuming he's not playing. It just, this guy's always hurt. It always seems like he's causing, uh, you know, causing issues when he is in. He's finding ways to get hurt. So, again, I'm just going to say uh, I'm expecting no Anthony Davis here in this spot. And uh, why run him out there when you have DeMarcus Cousins, the boogeyman? Well, you got him against his uh, you know, former team, the Kings, who we all know he absolutely hates. All the revenge for him. I mean, Cousins has just been incredible this year. I believe he played the Kings earlier in the season, too, and he had a revenge spot also there. I think like Davis was hurt in that game, too. Uh, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure. I know he went for a massive game, so... I'm not fading Cousins here in this spot, especially against his former team. I mean, he's out for blood for these guys. I mean, he felt like he got uh, disrespected by the organization. So, uh, you know, and no Anthony Davis. I mean, everything, it's like one of those things. Uh, the only way this spot could be better is if the game was in Sacramento, right? So you can just do it in front of the, uh, do it in front of the uh, Kings crowd and, uh, you know, just uh, hear all the boos and just keep going at him. But again, I think he's a great play. Another guy with a little revenge is Rajon Rondo. Uh, you know, he gets the Kings again and Rondo's been really good without Anthony Davis. He's, you know, had really good games, 28 minutes, 40 fantasy points, 28 minutes, uh, 38.5, 27 minutes, 38.75, and then 25 minutes, 28.5, only 11.4K. Love Rondo in this spot. Definitely going to get exposure to him. He's also looked really good with Drew Holiday. They've been running really good, uh, you know, really good uh, together. They're just passing the ball really well, and Holiday's been playing off ball. Fantastic. So, I mean, you can just lock these guys in all together. Like, I don't, like, in cash games, I just put in all the Pelicans. Just, like, lock them in, call it a day. Uh, I know it sounds boring and lame, but that's kind of what I'm doing. Uh, and I, I know it's not, you know, the fastest place game against a team like the Kings, but the, they're just all going to play a ton of minutes, and they're all getting in their production, and they're still not, like, too priced up. 13.3K, I'm still fine with getting uh, exposure to Holiday here in this spot. So uh, I'm down with Drew Holiday. I'm going to play him as well. Also, don't hate Etwan Moore. I think he's another guy you can get exposure to. At only 9.6K, he's had a 39.5 fantasy point game, over 22.75 in his last four games at least. I mean, I think he's another guy we should be getting exposure to on the Pelican side of the ball. Other than that, I mean, there's uh, you know not a ton of other love. Like Those are the main guys I, I'll key in on on the Pelicans. 
uh, you know, there's, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking right now. Oh, uh, Darius Miller. Yeah, I think he's another guy that's uh, okay, but he's definitely a little risky. But if you need some salary relief and he's like cheap enough uh, throughout the industry, sure. I don't mind, uh, depending on what site you're on, that's that's not a terrible option. But uh, it's really those four. Those are the four guys I'm really just kind of honing in on when it comes to the Pelicans. And I'll be loading up on them. I want to get, be over the way on the field on probably all those guys. So, and don't don't mind getting exposure to like two or three of them on on my teams. Uh, it's I think that's a fine way to go. Four might I don't know four I might do in cash games, but uh, in tournaments that might cap your upside a little bit, especially against a team like the Kings, who are slow, one of the slower tempo teams in the league. But uh, again, I just I'm going to be loading up on Pelicans on this slate for sure. Let's move on to the next one. We got the Toronto Raptors and the Memphis Grizzlies, and. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to play many of the Raptors in this spot. Just all of them just don't sound that appealing. Uh, there's just other other spots on this slate I like. like. I just don't feel like paying up for Lowry or DeRozan. Just other guys I'd rather play. So I don't know. There's price tags, 14.8K and 14.4. Gets a team like the Grizzlies. I'm just going to pass on them. Like... Uh, just none of them look appealing. Maybe a Baca where you can get him cheap because he's probably forced to be in there a lot. Uh, because they run like, you know, double big line. Like they'll be going uh, Gasol and Green. So you expect him to get some time. Maybe even Valachunas, but I don't expect him to be able to do much against a guy like Gasol. So I don't know. Maybe a Baca is the only guy I'm looking at where you can get him cheap. But I'm not interested in too many Raptors. This is just a lower total on the slate and just a, you know, again, Grizzlies, right? Slower tempo team. Uh, Raptors only had a 103 total and. That's kind of low for them this season. They've uh, had had a lot higher totals that they've been a part of, and there's there's good reasons why. It's in Memphis, in the grindhouse, good defensive team. So um, I'm just gonna pass on that. Uh, let's talk about the Memphis side of the ball, though. Uh, who, who are we gonna like over here without there being uh, Mike Conley? I mean, Tyreek Evans, uh, 13.3k. He's definitely can thrive in this spot. He has upside. I wish I had him in a spot like against Cleveland the other day. That's the spot where I really liked him. But I don't know. In this spot, it's not as appealing. It's just a game. Like I said, the more and more I talk about it, I'm probably not rostering anyone from this one. So I'm just going to move on from it. It just isn't a game that I love. And a lot of these games towards the end are not games I'm going to be totally in love with. So let's talk about the next one. We got the Dallas Mavericks and the Milwaukee Bucks. 202 team total. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks are about... Uh, seven point favorites it looks like here so Giannis Tempacumpo, whatever his name is the Greek freak I can't really pronounce it but Giannis is always in play I mean I, whenever I get to his uh, you know his game I always like to say that to start out Giannis is always in play uh, question is do you want to pay up for him on this slate right is he the star you're paying for I think he's a star you can definitely get exposure to uh, looking at all the stars like with no curry uh, I probably want cousins first and then probably Durant maybe second uh, and then followed by LeBron, like it just he just doesn't seem like he's falling in the right spot, especially against a team like Dallas. Dallas obviously is not a great defensive team, and obviously he could eat them up, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the right spot for me. I get it. He can have big games. I understand. Uh, if there's some injuries that open up, maybe that will make him more interesting, obviously, like if there's like a Middleton that becomes out or a Bledsoe, but I uh, doubt that's going to happen. I'm just going to pass on probably all these bucks here in this spot. If you, if you want to go, John Henson is like a cheap tournament flyer. Don't hate it because Dallas isn't the greatest rebounding team. But I don't know. Nah, just not interested in a lot of these bucks here. I don't think it's necessary. So I'm going to pass. Looking at the Dallas side of the ball, again, not a lot I'm really interested in. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. looks priced up. Instead of rostering Harrison Barnes at 12.7K, I'll just roster Will Barton. Just think he's in a way better spot. It's just other guys I'd rather play. So 
I don't know. I, we do know that Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they, they definitely struggle against uh, big men. So Dirk Nowitzki, could he turn the clock back a little bit here? I don't hate him for 9K. It's not a terrible idea. Uh, you know, I haven't really been rostered him. I know he was tearing it up before. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been tearing it up, but he's uh, last three games, 26.5, 20 fantasy points, and 27.25. So not terrible outings for 9K. Uh, maybe I don't hate Dirk. If I if you if you force me to pick a Maverick, that's who I would pick because we like attacking the Bucks from the center position. But yeah, that's about it. I'm gonna move on from the uh, this game and go to the next one. Which uh, so this should be a fun one to watch, right? If you want to watch, uh, you know, for my uh, if you want to watch from a perspective of like a basketball fan, not like a fantasy fan. Sure, uh, Boston Celtics and the Spurs. I'm also a Boston fan, so I have some interest in this game. I wish Kawhi was back for it, but. This is definitely a game that seems more appealing uh, for, you know, watching kind of uh, just a regular basketball game, not like from a fantasy perspective, up and down type sloppy game. I'm sure this will be a very, very efficient game. So, I mean, I, I'm just, it's tough. I, I want to roster some Celtics here, but 197.5 team total. I mean, I'm just not expecting this to be a spot where to roster a lot of Celtics. Jalen Brown and Marcus Morris are also expected to play. So that hurts a lot of the value that we were interested in. I don't know. I think you just fade the Celtics and call it a day. I think on the Spurs side of the ball, there is some value still to, to be had here uh, with the injuries that they have. Kyle Anderson, just double-checking now. Yep, he's still out. And uh, I mean, Rudy Gay, he's he's the guy I want. I mean, Anderson's missing two to three weeks. I mean, Gay is going to be a guy that's his price is just going to continue to go up, up, and up, right? It just It's going to, right? He's going to be 6K uh, eventually on, like I said, like DraftKings. Let me see what he is on Fantasy Draft. He is... 10k i promise you that price tag will probably be above 11k at some point so uh i want to buy low on him in this spot the last two games without kyle anderson he's played 31 minutes and 32 minutes for 36.5 fantasy points and 35.25 rudy gray's gay is a great value play here in this spot um you know i don't care if uh jalen brown is covering him i don't care if the celtics are a great uh you know defensive team i i get it they're really good on defense but there's value here in this spot for rudy gay and he could have a nice game so uh not expecting you know obviously have like some smash spot game where out of nowhere but like you know going for like 50 fantasy points or something crazy but there's value there at that price tag so i think rudy gay is a fine cash game play good tournament play definitely should get exposure to him other than that probably staying away from all these other guys uh you know lamarcus aldrich kind of too priced up for me now uh, on fantasy draft he is at 14.5k just other guys i'd rather play in that price right like i'd rather play for vucevic for cheaper or dwight howard just don't think it's necessary to play him so I will move on from a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge. But uh, th that's it for this slate, guys. Uh, the Spurs was just uh, Spurs and Celtics, not the most fun game. Uh, a lot of these games at the end are not the greatest, but we still got some good ones on this slate. Just to kind of summarize uh, summarize the slate for you. Some like I mean, the Nuggets, Magic, and the uh, Pelicans, Kings is really going to be the games I target and attack. Uh, obviously, the Pelicans side of the ball. And then that, that Nuggets Magic game is super interesting for just game stacking purposes because of the price tags on all those guys. Just really good around the industry. Uh, it's kind of all mid-tier guys. So you can kind of make a nice mid uh, nice mid-tier lineup. I I wanted, if you can jam in Boogie with those guys, that would be amazing. Like, that would be the most ideal scenario. I haven't done a ton of uh, lineup building. It depends what value opens up to. But if you could go, like, Boogie and then, like, game stack that game, that sounds like a fantastic idea. So uh, definitely like that for sure. But, uh, you know, Again, uh, this seems like a fun slate. Really like it. And there's other games you can go to, right? The Warriors side of the ball and the Pistons and then the Cavs and the Pacers. That's another game I like. But 
I think there's a lot of games to like and then a lot of games not to like. So just let other people play those games that are not so great and just uh, kind of call it a day. That's kind of what I think I'm going to do on this slate and pretty excited for it. But again, thanks a lot for joining me, guys. If you have any questions ever, any general strategy questions, any questions on the slate, this guy, that guy, just to kind of get my thoughts on what I'm doing, give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S. M-A-N-G-O-N-E. I also tweet out any content that I do and, uh, you know, uh, the podcast will be there as well uh, for the future if you uh, ever are, you know, running around and don't know if I'm doing it, I'll always tweet it out for you guys. So thanks a lot for joining me again and uh, I'm Travis Mangone and I am out. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 6 30